Genius, it takes a lot to get on my show. Genius, you're probably someone we'd like to know. You're really good at stuff, you probably like to dance. You like long walks and you wear clean pants. Genius, get onto my show. Howdy, folks. Welcome to Living with a Genius. I'm your host, Omar Crook. Well, I'm starting to get my voice back, which I'm happy about. I have to say it's really slow, though. And I've got uh, I've got a gig coming up in December, and I'm really hoping that I make up. You know, I've got to, I've got to rehearse, I've got to practice, and uh, all you singers out there know what I'm talking about. When you have a really bad spell uh, with your voice, it's I don't know, it gets depressing. You feel like you you're never going to sing again, and then if you're never going to sing again, what the hell are you doing on this planet? Like, what's my purpose? So, I guess my purpose today is to introduce uh, Levi Petrie and Sean Novak of Levi Petrie and the Radio Publica. They're a a country band here in L.A. Um, I tried interviewing them in the past, as a matter of fact. Actually, I did interview them in the past very successfully, but the recording didn't come out at all, so maybe it wasn't. I mean, the interview was successful, but the recording of the interview was a total, complete and abject failure. Uh, I had a new piece of equipment, and uh, I very typically don't read instructions and I was learning on the job which was not the best idea when you have people coming you know to your studio and driving all the way over and uh, so anyway it was very disappointing I'm very glad that they decided to come back they're two very very nice guys excellent musicians I hope you go to the website Levi dot com they have a new album called it's country and we talk about that about the reception of the album and what their next move is. You know, uh, artists really uh, deal with rejection a lot more than a lot of people do. Uh, and Levi and Sean are testaments to uh, the hard work and dedication it takes to be a successful artist. And it's really difficult. And we talk about that, and I think it's an important conversation. Uh, what else? Mm, I want to thank... Michael Nielsen for letting me use this Shure SM7B microphone. I want to thank Greg Geiger for helping me with my theme song. And once again, I want to thank Levi and Sean for coming over yet again to have a nice conversation with me about uh, life, about politics, about their music, and about how to keep going in the face of adversity. So I hope you enjoy the interview. Thanks for listening. Here's Levi and Sean. Thanks for coming, fellas. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, thank you for having us. Uh, so we should probably—I don't know if my, if my listeners remember, but I think I mentioned uh, some months back that I had these guys over. I think it was I, on the classic Dale episode. That's right, Dale Trumbor, <laughs> and uh, these guys came all the way over from the valley, and I set up this big thing in my studio, and I was using four mics for the first time. Now I'm using four mics for the second time. Because that one uh, just got all screwed up. I couldn't. I, it was terrible. I was so embarrassed. It was just awful. So it's, I'm really glad you we, guys. <laughs> we, look, we. I think it's it's to say we had a great time being here. We had a great time talking with you, and mm-hmm. we're really excited to get to come back. Okay, and just hang out again. So. Good, good, good. Bye. All right, good. So I've got Levi Petrie yes, and sir. Sean Novak. Hello. Uh, tell me about. Uh, the band, first of all. Let's start with what's going on now. You guys had a, an album just come out recently. We did. We we had an album release uh, at the kind of towards the end of August. Mm-hmm. And we had been working on it for a while. Uh, 
and the release went well. We had a, a great turnout at uh, at Villains for for our release party and release show. Right, and uh, we got you know uh, we sent it out to some press. We got a couple of good couple of good write ups, uh, but I think we're about to maybe re-release it and and do a, another push oh really soon yeah we we been... it's funny because i didn't know this coming into this interview so that's perfect yeah that's great i'm really so, glad we're... we're just gonna re-release it every other month yeah oh, so it's, it's, a, like a, it's like a restaurant you just it, have a grand opening yeah, yeah. the, the album's never as exciting as it is when it's released <laughs> so we we found this loophole in press and pr yeah and every other month our album's coming out so be be ready <laughs> yeah sean, sean sean had been uh looking into uh some some pr firms and so we talked with a, a couple recently and we'd already been discussing kind of investing in either doing some radio promo yeah or uh or some pr and uh, I was very much on the side, like, well, nobody knows who we are, who, uh, you know, who we are. And, and we're trying to reach out to all of these organizations that have no idea who we are. And it, it seems to be impossible to get people to listen. And we feel very proud of the, the record that we have, yeah. uh, of, of the music that we made. Uh, and every time I, I listen to it, I, it, it re-energizes me to try to get it into, into somebody's hands. So, um, All right, let's talk about it. let's talk yeah. about the excitement uh, of releasing an album and the disappointment of it not going the way you think. <laughs> I mean, really, seriously, because I, I go through that all the time too. And yeah. and then I want to talk about PR too because I need some help with that. So okay. so so what the, was it a matter of expectation? Like because it seems like your shows do well, right? I I'd say we 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 do okay. Uh, yeah, we we are we we've lately we've been playing a lot of events and things that we could really build behind so we haven't been playing shows as frequently okay like more special events yeah we we just played a a halloween show that was great we like at at a little venue in echo park had a great turnout and people were just going crazy and dancing by the end of it and Uh, alcohol and costumes yeah yeah yeah. always always a good combo sure we we played all rock and we played upbeat rock and songs yeah we did Sure. And how did you get the word out for that? Was it just an email list or what? Email list. Uh, yeah. So we we're pretty good about the email list, Facebook invites, posting on Instagram. Sure. Um, and and I will even get on the text, you know, the the text weapon and uh, to try to rope rope people in. Sure. We we we've lost friends over bugging them so much. Yes. I think. Oh. It's always with with every new e blast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's good because you weed out your real friends. Yes. Yeah, that's I've right. People that are just like drop like what here. Here's the funny part for me: the people that drop off the lists are the ones that never came to see you. Yeah. So that's what yeah, I find yeah, yeah. like the sure. most kind of ironically funny is like you didn't even come to see us to form an opinion that you hate us. You just don't want to be bugged by me at all. Right. You'll drop off the list. Like, I understand if you came to a show like they fucking suck. Like, I don't want to be on your list anymore. Then I okay, I appreciate it. Right. When right. we first started sending it out, I would take it personally. Like yeah. there was one guy who was who's kind of like semi-successful, and I'd met him through other friends, and so I, you know, he had not asked or I had not asked for permission to put him on the mailing list. But when but I was on his mailing list for for his thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he wrote back, 
I and said he'd like to be taken off the mailing list. I was like, yeah, no problem. Please go ahead and remove me from yours too what? while we're at it. And so I I used to take it personally. Now now I I don't you can't. anymore. Yeah and, yeah yeah. And I like I but I wait. I can't wait to hear from like each each time we send an e blast out. I'm like, okay, let's see let's who's, see who's gonna be this time. Answers? It's you know what I, the whole process to me being in this band has been so unbelievably educational. Yeah. I'm, me, Levi and I sort of are starting to co-manage it now, and um, I, I've been working in the industry for ten years now. Right. You know, as my day job. Right. And I've learned more with this band in the last year than I have in my job in a long time. Um, because we're we're doing everything. We don't have any professional help. We're doing everything ourselves. So right. with the album, you know, we obviously made the album, which is a tremendous amount of work making an, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. a, a studio rock album. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done all our own publicity. Uh, yeah. So we we we, we literally in, made press releases. I've never made a press release in my life. Mm-hmm. I learned all about that. Mm-hmm. Shot it out to as many blogs that would be interested in us as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, Levi does books most of our shows. You know, so he's learning how the booking, the madness of the booking process I, goes. I, I also I, I feel like I also do a lot of the um, the A and R side, the networking. Yeah, like I I, it's like, I go out it? to the other shows and like try to like make contacts and talk to people and get yeah. Them. We so try to do a lot of legwork. We, there. we we do it like when you're in a band, you start you know especially you Google what do, how do I get how do I get the band going and the mm-hmm. DIY stuff and there's tons of articles about it from all the, the blogs mm-hmm. and, and websites and we we do most of the stuff that they say. Levi is great about going to other people's shows. That's a big thing. Like support other bands. Sure. Like you can't yeah. just show up and then leave from the show. You know? Sure. And Levi's great about that, but. <laughs> It's so the, the, the stuff. It's so hard to get it to work, even if you do the right thing. Yeah, I know. I'm finding the same point with the podcast, and yeah. I find that it's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it it leaves a very little amount of time for, to actually make things. <laughs> the creative part Absolutely. starts shrinking. Absolutely. The, the yeah. larger the business part side becomes, it it because it, it, there's only so much room. It's not like the bubble gets bigger. Yes. The the space in the bubble remains. Yes. So in the beginning, it's all creative. Yes. Right. That's and right. And the business part starts creeping in, becoming yeah. a bigger percentage of the pie. And then once the more business, the less creative. That's the right. More, the creative part suffers. This is where I need to acknowledge how thankful I am to have Sean because he has he has been just so willing and so passionate and persistent about wanting to take some things yeah, on yeah, yeah. that I feel like we've been able to accomplish a lot more and and make uh, you know a little more headway into some into some things. And, and before we started recording, we were we were talking about you know how we we came in here and we did like a, a previous recording of a podcast. Yeah. And I was like, ah, good. Cause there were some things that, like I said, I was kind of kicking myself. Yeah. Like over. what, what was that? What was that? Well, my, my number one thing is that we were talking about how we, how we met and like the band got formed and like the history of it. And I, I made a joke and I always like to tell this story about, um, it felt like a fight club situation where, <laughs> where Sean saw a disastrous show and he was just kind of like, yeah, you know, like, you know, if, if, if like you want to, like, you know, I'll, I'll come play with you or whatever. And then I, in turn, was like, are you saying that you would like to join the band? And, you know, and then, and then he joined. What I failed to, like, follow up with and say was how much I wanted him to join the right. band. And, like, had, we, like oh, yeah. wished that we would have that conversation. I was bugging right. me beforehand. Yeah. I think, right? I don't know. I, I don't, I think I was afraid. I know, I, I, I was, I think I was afraid afraid to ask you because we were we were friends like we and and uh well, the, i didn't know if it was something was, you'd be into i was always a rhythm guitarist and you were already on rhythm that's so that's debatable if i <laughs> <laughs> strummed on the guitar yeah um <laughs> yeah how many people were in the band before you joined sean was it well it was it was we were sort of a two-piece really. i think so it was it was mostly it was yeah, mostly how did you start? how did this whole thing get started to begin with uh 
this was something that I'd always, always wanted to do, but I was kind of lazy in learning my, like I bought a guitar, but never learned how to play it until a few years ago when I, I moved out to LA and I ended up uh, in a play with some Irish musicians right. who invited me to uh, some jam sessions of theirs. And you were playing guitar in college or how, when did you start? No, I, I bought my, I bought a guitar in 2001 and never learned how to play it till about 2009. Got it. Um, but it had been a lifelong dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys are similar because you're both late blooming musicians. For sure. Yeah, which absolutely. Is always fascinating to me because I'm the typical like I, my first job was to buy a guitar and I was a teenager and right. Most, you know, most musicians either play or the pianist and violinist. I feel like play when they're two. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Then, <laughs> I mean, we're already starting well with piano. Right. Yeah. See, there you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. And then guitarists start like when they start their teen years. Sure. But you guys are both late bloomers, which always really fast. It's it's fascinating to watch the beginning process when you're in your twenties. Right. Because like we all, most of us went through that shit when we were 13. Right. So to watch Levi go through all the same shit when his late 20s or whatever is pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you deal with it in a whole different way. That's right. Yeah, I think for me it was was more, well, I mean, I'm I'm naturally curious, first of all. I'm just kind of a curious person. I think that's part of why I like doing this podcast is I genuinely like to talk to people and get to know different things about people and how they come, how they came to what they do and all sorts of things. And but there's also a practical element to it. When when you start music at 25 and you need to make a living, you yeah. know, I looked at it in a very practical way. Like, okay, I have how many years do I need to spend learning how to do this? When can I start making money doing it? And still trying to keep your love for it. Like when you go to school for something, like if you had gone to school for a guitar, it may have changed your perception of what playing the guitar yes. is. You know, it's there's a real... For me, there was a real risk of losing the magic of music once you dissect it and learn how music is put together. Yeah. And yeah. luckily, I, I it didn't happen. But I know some people that they just become totally disenchanted by the whole thing because well, they start true. late. Yeah. I So, I mean, I'm, I'm 34 now. I've been writing songs or like I guess I've been playing now for five years. My mm-hmm. my like my first show was about five years ago, just as like a solo acoustic. Uh, what was that like? Thing. Was it nerve wracking or were you ready? You know, for it, it really. It really was, and I was I was so scared yeah. to even like want to do that that first show, like to set it up or anything. And then a friend of mine said, "Hey, we need we need musicians for this for this thing. You're gonna do this." And I was like, "Uh, okay." And so I I just did it. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever. I'm I'm never gonna stop." Uh, what, what was it? what propelled it? Was it a sense of not wanting to disappoint this person that set it up for you, or were you compelled to do it anyway? It was. A little of both. I think it's just that that fear of like when you want something and you're close to actually getting to it, you're yeah. just worried about messing screwing it up. Screwing it up. Like, am I good? It's going to be the first time that I play like these songs that I have written. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, are are they are they any good? Um, and it was so it was so much fun. It was that it was that Fado Doe on 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 like right off La Brea, and mm-hmm. there was this guy. Uh, strange connection ended up happening. There was a guy who just happened to be there helping to run sound who asked if he could sit in with me on mandolin. And so I was like, well, yeah, that'll, and you, that'll you didn't make know things. him? You no, never... I did not know him. Wow. But now I know him, and he is the, the, uh, the mandolin player. His name is Daniel Mark for the Dust Bowl revival, uh, which has been named like LA's best live band, I don't know how many years in a row, and they tour all over the place. Wow. And, like, it's, it's 
Uh, one of my best friends, her her fiance is like the lead singer of that. And 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 actually a girl named Liz Beebe, who is in that band now, she sang on this on our record that we just put out on our album. Isn't that funny? Uh, From your first gig. First gig. Wow. Very very first gig. And he just sat in and he was so great that he could, you know, he could play everything. And so now that I've been doing it for a, a few years though. I learned from these Irish guys, the Irish musicians, like on guitar, um, playing like the chords. So I, yeah. I know chords. I know how to write songs, and that's what I focus on. So, within the last couple of weeks, I took my very first guitar lesson, like to learn scales. Mm -hmm. And as I practice, I'm like, you know, there's, I, it's gonna be a very long time before I would ever be good enough to sit in and be like a lead player or like a studio, like a session musician. Yeah. And that's just, that's, that's, that's just not me. Like I have to accept that, you know what, my thing, like I'm going to write good songs yeah. and, and, yeah. and people can come in and play. Something early on I learned about, I mean, I guess you could, I don't know, guitar, I feel like it's, 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 it's more appropriate, but like you got to be comfortable with the kind of player you think you're going to be. Yeah. Like uh, I was never meant to be a lead guitarist. I kind of realized that early on. A lot of most guitarists start guitar like I'm going to solo and I'm going to shred. Sure. And I'm going to do all this stuff. All of us not do. Everybody. Singers do too. All yeah, of us right. do. Some singer you're yeah. only meant to do certain. Sure. So you're not. So a lot of times you're not meant to do that. We're all. You yeah. know, we're not all meant to be this something. And like, yeah. like you said, a session guitarist, which is like you know you got to be a really good player. And sometimes and it's about your temperament too. Sometimes it's not too. about how well you play. That's true. It's yeah. sometimes how how well you play with other people. Yes. You know, like yeah. I'm a very social person. I thrive around a group of people. So naturally, like singing in a chorus or a choir for me is the oh, most yeah. appealing. Yeah. Okay. I like the camaraderie. I like the, I like the teamwork. I, I mean, they're, they're things. Just listening to other. Yeah. Others I mean, I, I really like that. I don't like how nervous I get singing principal stuff and solo stuff. I've got a yeah. big solo concert coming up at the Cerrito Center in December and I'm kind of dreading it. Like, I've, <laughs> yeah. And it's a big. The, I'm with orchestra, like oh, yeah. as a soloist, and and I'm not. I just don't look forward to it. And where can people where can people get tickets to this? Oh Omar? God, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not here to promote that, man. That's not. Yeah, no, that's that's not. What well, I'm we should know so we can. This is only in context to our conversation. Trust yeah. me. Uh, I should probably shouldn't have even. I might even edit that out, actually. Oh, um, but yeah, I, it's. Uh, I hear what you're saying. Like you, it you kind of. How, yeah. I mean. When did was there a moment that you realized that, or did you just not like practicing licks, or what was the? I think it was when I first joined my first band in high school, and I was I, my my singer was already the lead guitarist. Yeah, and so I just kind of just fell in, just kind of fell into mm -hmm. the rhythm guitar thing, and then just never got out of it. Yeah, and like you know, would get guff every now and then from certain guitarists or singers, like well, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, you know, I just this is just my thing, man. This is you know, I want I'd rather excel and be a great rhythm guitarist than a shitty soloist. Right. You know. Right. So I, I, I think that's key in life, just with most things. Just find find your specialty and stick with it and just be as good at that as you possibly can. That's it right. It may be considered bot at the bottom of the rung to most people or mainstream whatever. But, dude, if you're, if you're good at, you know. I know. If you're good at one thing. I mean, I've been very lucky for 11 seasons doing almost every single show every season. Nice. And it's a, it's a decent living and I get to, I love what I do. I don't get nervous doing it. I look forward to going to work. I mean, I spent a couple of years on the road as a principal singer. I've done it, and yeah. I, I just wasn't good at it. Mm -hmm. I'm good at the singing part of it, mostly, but sometimes I just get so nervous. I'm not even good at that, and I was like, I, I don't even enjoy that. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Yeah, you want to be happy. Too. Yeah, yeah. So now I get yeah. to do what I like to do, and anyway, whatever. Yeah. This isn't about me. I want to talk <laughs> about the album. So, so you you self produce this album, which is a tremendous amount of work. It takes a lot of time, a lot of yeah. money. 
And do you look at it, first of all, what was your expectation going into the release? And what have you come away with well, after the release? I I think I I held off on, on having like too high an expectation on what we would get. Like I, I went into this knowing that it was going to be one of those long haul marathon give the long you know put push it for a while to get it into into people's yeah. uh, hands because we released an ep probably about two years before mm -hmm. that i think i had expectations for that of like oh we're just gonna put it out in the world and and, and like whatever gigs, will yeah. will happen yeah and so it was a real eye-opener of you don't really know what you're doing business-wise and okay. it takes a lot of work um so i think you know, we're we're learning now. Maybe there's some other things we could have done. Like maybe we could have just hired a PR firm before we released the album. But I, I think, I mean, do you find that we, it might that, is it like a lost leader in some ways, where it just kind of isn't is more of like a very expensive business card in some ways nowadays? Because I mean, distribution yes. is dead. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's yeah, buying music is kind of dead. I yeah. mean, honestly, yeah, like no, I, it, I, you know, I've got a friend who spends hundreds of thousands of dollars on producing things for himself that don't directly. Yeah, bring in money. Yeah. And what it does is it puts butts in seats. Yeah, yes. Yeah, band, bands. It's weird because the industry is so different these days, and and you know everybody always talks. You don't make out. You don't like. You don't make money on albums right. anymore. And no matter who you are. Can, yeah, you know the, the money's in touring and licensing basically. That's it. Um, and but you still but every every label every professional still demands a good record. You have to do it. So you have and and these days demos don't even cut it. That's the demo right. has to sound like yeah. a real album. Nobody takes you seriously without an yeah. album, but you can't make your money back on an album. Right, right. So you right. you're right. It is it's an expensive sort of resume or portfolio if you will. And right. you got to be good live too. You right. Know, and and we're always working on that. But, yeah, how um, often do you guys rehearse? Or do you call it rehearse? What do you call it? We right, call it rehearse. Right now, it has, it yeah. has not, it has like not been practice. that often. It's been kind of a weird year where we were working on finishing up the album, getting it released. I mm -hmm. took off for a couple of months. Um, well, with the flooding in Louisiana. and I mean, yeah. So I've, I've been back and forth from Louisiana uh, a bit. And uh, so we've had shows, I feel like one or two maybe over the last few months. Uh, and we we rehearsed a lot leading up to the album release, and then Sean had uh, a baby. Yeah, so we took like a, probably another month or so off from that, and so now we've just been starting to do shows again. Yeah, it was it was not the ideal. It was the timing. Release. No. Yeah, as soon as the record came out, we all we all sort of went our separate ways. Yeah, and now we're just getting back into the swing of okay, let's promote this thing. Yeah. Okay. So, so I so I think so 2017, like we're starting to line up shows for for the new year and actually yeah. getting out of town and playing shows in the area mm -hmm. i i've been learning there i i did have a mentality for the first few years of doing this where like okay we like i, I want to play here and here and here and conquer it all and i want to go down to louisiana and do shows and I'm, I'm learning like you know what you need to build something and we need to build around here and i think for us we're a really fun energetic entertaining live band and we need to build around the la area and and sometimes it feels like we have the damnedest time getting it's really hard to do in this city yeah really but like hard. our type of music or our type of band like getting booked in places that we would we would like to play because we we're a little bit different from most most yeah, things that go out and see yeah i mean what seems to be what seems to be the 
the the paradigm right now in LA? Who who are who are people listening to? What's the hot thing? Is it is it your is it's not a country it, country type of music? Yeah, this yeah. this town is is kind of anti that yeah. a little bit. <laughs> I, I would also say uh, what I probably what probably didn't help us is, is that we named the album "It's Country," which yeah. is a total. It's kind of a joke in a finger it's an to, it's to an people here in L.A. that just constantly listen and be like, oh, it's oh, got uh, guitars. It and really is country. It. It's country. It's country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, it's, fuck it's, you. It's, it's all about your voice, man. Yeah. Um, we have a bit of a punk rock heart in the band, which I love because I grew up on punk rock. Uh-huh. So we, we, we do have a, a lot what, of... What, what, like, like the Stooges and... and, and just what? like Pistols. Like, like the Clash. Clash. People, well, people that, tell us... Dude, I was just attitude. listening to The Clash that, that oh, David really? Fraser in my car, yeah. Nice, anyway. nice. I, I'm like, talking about more attitude, though. Yeah, I Punk rock attitude of okay. like, F the establishment. Like, you know, obviously there's a huge indie scene in LA and a hipster scene. Right. Yeah. And, and that has that has not done one thing for us. Or, and and we, we can't seem to break into it either. Not that we not that we are that music or want to, but we're just sort of ter- really turned off by the whole indie scene in, in LA, at least right now. Um, I don't know how much of an alt, even, even a lot of the alt country bands, I feel like are very um, too mainstream sounding for us. Like a lot of them sound like the Lumineers or, you know, or, mm-hmm. right. or Mumford and Sons. We're like, we're not that. Right. But we're not, we're not like hipster indie rock. We're not electro. We don't have a synthesizer. So we are in that weird, we're in the upside down. We get like, uh, I, I get Johnny Cash for my voice a lot. And then the band, when people listen to it, they're like, oh, it reminded me of The Clash. So like, I just go around telling people, yeah, it's like if Johnny Cash had joined The Clash. Right, I think I if this were the <laughs> right. late 80s, we'd be, we'd be hot. <laughs> have you got, I mean, how many people, how many people have said, uh, you know, why not go to Nashville and we've said that to ourselves we've said if we were in austin or louisiana or nashville i think we would have we would have done a lot better um this town is you know this town is really hard um but then because is it that people don't go out a lot of great there is a lot of great music and like i don't want to put everything down i i just feel like it's just been hard for us to get like a foot in the door yeah yeah are people still going out to listen to bands in this town i remember when i was young when i was in my late teens and early 20s you know, I used to go a lot. Yeah, like the whiskey. That's the, that's or... the thing that demo does. But yeah. like, I feel like we're 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 a bit of an older demo, so that's really tough to get people out. There, you know, I feel like I feel like people do go out and listen to music. It's just that there's so much and so many venues that you can yeah, see live music in. I I also feel like it, it probably doesn't help that for a lot of these places, you know, you you do have to pay a, a cover right. to mm-hmm. get in. I think it would be great if there were places that allowed bands to just come in and play and build a reputation and, and you know, the bar did a good job of, of hosting um, or looking for these bands and people could, you know, just go out saying, I want to hear some great live music tonight. I don't even know who these people are, but I'm just going to go out because I trust the people that, yeah. that get put on here, which is not necessarily the the model anymore there are there are a few though and we've started to actually i feel like get into some of those places like villains we played they do that uh the lost night is starting to do that where um we played the halloween show yeah tell me more about this pr firm what's it what's that all about what well, i mean what what is the what well, are they proposing how does that go what do they do what do they do that you can't you, you, do well so, so, so <laughs> i i, I want to say i do feel like you know, I, I think like a lot of DIY or indie musicians listening to this would be like, you know, you don't need to do that. You could just like do it all yourself. And I feel like we did a really good campaign leading up to the the album release right. of just doing it. We uh, tried. So, yeah. We, we, <laughs> we, 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 we did. And it might have fallen off like in the end a, a, a little bit. But I still feel like there there was a really good effort there to to ramp it up. And, and I'd say a month or two out, we were, we were building things. Um but I, 
they just they blast press and they, yeah you know they, 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 they maybe they can get the they press have outlets actually, yeah, yeah they, mm-hmm. maybe they can get the press to actually open your email yeah and uh they'll send out press releases and um they'll offer exclusives so a lot that's, that's a lot of times that's what you have to build from the the, the back from the ground up like mm-hmm. and like oh um we'll print well here's an exclusive song for your site and you right know, you know the album's gonna come out and here's a video and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and I, you know I, I feel like that there can be um maybe look down on a little bit saying oh look like you just you just want somebody to do the the work for you it's like yes well, well yeah actually i, <laughs> yes. I would <laughs> yes well, and, exactly and, and the right. access because uh yeah. certain blogs we can't even get an email we can't get in yeah. yeah and if even if you did they would never read it yeah yeah so at least at least with the professionals they'll actually open it up and and uh and listen in the end uh, if, if more you know if more people are hearing your music or, or getting to know your, know your name or new people yeah. that's, that's right. what it's all about you know, think, no, you know, nobody. No, that's the thing. Nobody knows, and and it's it's unless there were just some you know something that went viral out of nowhere. That's uh, it. I don't know how that would you know how that would happen. Maybe with the type of thing that that we do, it would just continue to be Slow. a long slog. Or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's going to be a hill. process. So no matter what? What yeah. about a tour? I mean, how you guys both work outside of this too? How do you plan a tour out of town? Is that even something you can do? Vacation days. That's it. <laughs> No. Yeah, for me at least. I, I yeah. you know, I, I I I launched a grenade. I quit my job like early in yeah. early in the year, yeah. and I've been kind of picking up. I pick up gigs here and there. Uh, Levi's doing what you're supposed to do when you're trying to make. That's it. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, How's that going, man? It's I, it's. I remember doing that with singing. It was terrifying. <laughs> well, yeah, right. I, I, like I, the way I've mapped it out is like come February is probably when I will be really strapped, especially like once like. You know, if we if we move forward and pay for a little little help with press, right. that'll that'll probably eat it up. Everything that I've like, I sold my car. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so I've been getting around. Uh, you know, via next, the train and bike. Next and, comes sperm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anything, right? <laughs> gotta, yeah. I'm gonna be getting some phone calls in about you know 18 to 20 years. <laughs> uh, people friended me on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Tell me about the album. How are you going to re-release this album? What does that look like? We've got... We haven't decided yet, first okay. of all. This, this is like very yeah, early. So we're, we're having a business meeting right now as we, as we record this private podcast. conversation on the air. Which uh, maybe I mean, do you, do you write another song for it? Do you... I don't no, think so. I, like, no, see, yeah, you know, exactly. we, th- our friends that are going to listen to it have already listened to it. Yeah. Like, so we can we can take it down. The idea is to re-release it to a wider to audience, a na- like to a national. Because right now it's audience. such a small group of people that know about it that yeah, it's, yeah. I, it's not really going to make that much of a blip on the radar if you kind of redo it. But yeah. We yeah, might yeah. not do this, by the way. So just yeah, <laughs> this is all talk and theory. Uh, um, but we, as far as like what we you know could be putting out there, we. Uh, we have another video that's that's in the works right now that's being edited uh we could still push like people have really responded to the the one video and and song that we have out there so it's like we have materials that we can build up and then there's another video that we we have a show this wednesday night where uh it's at trip santa monica it's on lincoln and we are opening for a burlesque uh troupe which i'm very excited about it's the night after the election so you may need a strong drink hopefully it is a celebratory Uh, drink What's going to happen? What's oh, going to happen either, on Tuesday? Way, what's, what's happening? Either way, people need entertainment. I mean, yes. yeah, I mean, you might need to wear a bulletproof <laughs> vest to go out. It depends on who, you know, depends on what's going on. Um, I feel like we'll be safe in, in Los Angeles. <laughs> now, what, how about your family? Your family's in Louisiana. Are they pretty, are they, are they right wing or left wing? 
it's 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 it definitely leans more towards the right. Yeah. Yeah. How is that sure. going for you? It's <laughs> honestly it's it's it's, <laughs> no, really, it's a I little mean, it's it's a little painful. I mean, it makes family. for awkward conversation at times yeah. when I'm home. I even have uh people in my family who are longtime Democrats that for the last few years have definitely shifted more towards the the right and and are willing to overlook some things that come out to where i go i have no idea how you could look at that person and think they deserve to be the leader of our country the leader yeah. of the free world um and you know i on the other side there are people that say th the same thing about about hillary about about hillary yeah. and and i'm just like i don't, I don't get it i don't think it's the same i don't thing. get it <laughs> She is literally the most qualified candidate in the history of the yeah. United States. In the history of our country, nobody has more experience in Washington than she does. Um, it's it crazy. Makes, it makes me very uncomfortable, to yeah. be quite honest with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, it's been so divisive too. I, I've, yes. I mean, I've had to kind of come to some conclusions about. That, I mean, I feel part of me feels unfair. Like, okay, this person is, is supporting this candidate, and. To me, that means a certain set of things that I just yeah. can't seem to overcome, uh, because I find it—I find him so repulsive and just so uh, dangerous. And uh, and so then I—I I really I—I I hate to draw the parallels to like 1936 Berlin, <laughs> but they're unavoidable. I mean, and it's not that people are making things up, but it's just. It's just fact. It's just quotes. Like you can just look at the rallies that he has and the type of rhetoric that comes out of his mouth and the way that this audience responds to it. You know, Hitler used to say, I'm going to make Germany great again. In those words, I mean, it's not, it's not a, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I, and people don't really like to talk about it for some reason. And I think that time has to be over. I think people need to talk about we need it. To, we need to get it all out. We need to talk there, about there, it. You're going to make some enemies and that's just how it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Like you, you have it's to. Fine. You got to stand. Take a up. Stand. Yeah. There, there was a video going around the other day that I think spoke a lot to how things have been way more at at uh, at Trump rallies maybe than they have at uh, at Clinton rallies. But kind of a hope for setting an example of can we please find a way to allow people to speak and find some type of common ground where the president was speaking at at, at a rally for hillary and there was a oh yeah i saw uh, that yeah, yeah the, the gentleman that a trump was a, a trump a, mm -hmm. you know a trump supporter and uh people were giving him a, a hard time and you know president obama kind of shut them yeah. down and say no that's this, what this, this country's is, about this is our country and he has yeah. right he's not bothering anybody he is here to that's right you know i dug that response i like how he like tried to control the room he's like yeah Wait, call, like, and was, i yeah. saw like and, the fierce leader come out yeah right and i and i hated how long it took i know to quiet that that mob it was mentality kind of, it was and interesting yeah um, and then i don't know if you know but trump turned it around and said how he how he sort of heckled the uh yeah like it was like he was yelling at the trump supporter like he yeah, was yeah, yelling yeah. at this old veteran no nope. which was totally not no nope. not the and case. trump he does was, exactly the opposite he says uh you know beat them up and i'll pay for your your lawyer bill mm -hmm. i I, I think I'm just worried that, he, obviously, I, I I want Hillary Clinton to win this election, but I, I still worry that no matter who wins, you've got right now to where it's so divisive that um, people within the two parties aren't able to work together to get yeah, things no accomplished, and there it just causes gridlock. Yeah, um, yeah. And I just wonder, like, how did how did it get to the point where it has gone that far? 
where you can't find some some common ground to accomplish well, I mean, the, I see it very clearly. It's like you, the the GOP for the last three decades has taken away education, taken away health care, made people unable to make a living for themselves. And suddenly you have a huge population that doesn't want to be led. They want to be ruled because they, they just don't know how to think clearly for themselves. I, I, I hate to, uh, you know, that's kind of how I feel, though. They, they There's a huge number of people in this country that have been failed by education and government and they need somebody to blame and this guy comes along and and just says everything really loudly and that sounds good mm-hmm. you know that that's kind of I, yeah i don't know i can't i just can't i can't i don't know i don't see it any other way but whatever uh <laughs> yeah no I, like, and it's coming on tuesday i don't I know, know. What's, i'm terrified i can't wait for this to be over are you gonna get in the shelter i don't know what's gonna uh, you know what shelter I'll, I'll be honest with you i ordered for the first time so i'm not at all like that i'm not a survivalist yeah, i'm not yeah. a conspiracy theorist i don't believe in armageddon i don't believe in the second coming any of that stuff right but i did order two giant water barrels nice and my ups driver brought them up and he said He's like, yeah, man, I've got four of these at home and we've got our passports in an envelope and wow. a year supply of food. I was like, dude, just please just let me sign for this. And I don't I started hyperventilating. I'm like, dude, I I'm not it. that guy. I'm not that guy. I love that. He's like, he's like here you go, brother. Here you go. Exactly. Like, nice little starter kit here. You're going to get more. As, it, as it's gotten closer, like I've, I've definitely been more scared. And for a while, I while I from the very first Republican debate called him being the the nominee i think yeah. there was always part of me that's like there is no way that that it, in the long on. run that that he's going to end up being yeah selected as as the next president most, but most as it, but i know and and as it as it <laughs> yeah. gets here though i, I i'm so it's nervous a real possibility and I, yeah and I've, I've and i've been wondering okay what what would it be like would people be willing to to work together and give it a chance. And I, and I just, I, or just, I just hunker down I, for four years, yeah, just duck just, and cover. I just don't know. And, uh, people keep talking about, well, like, you know, I'm going to leave the country. I feel, I feel like people say that all the time, but you know, I, if that happens, it's like, well, maybe, maybe this is the time when your country needs you the most. Then, I know, or... Right. I'm, I'm on the fence. I, I I'm on the fence because I, I, I've always wanted to live in Europe. And so part of me thinks like, okay, this house is worth more than it ever has. And it's worth worth more now than it ever has, and I think, well, maybe, like maybe I should sell it on the, like Monday before anything happens. <laughs> <laughs> before everything takes yeah, a dive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just move to I don't know London or something. Like as we as we sit here and talk about it, it's giving me real know, anxiety. Like I just feel my my skin crawling right now, just because you just don't. I right now I don't know. I'm so scared about the way it's gonna go. I have no idea. Let's talk about music. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. So, um, Sean, do you do you play the piano as well? Uh, I, I had to learn for college. But you play bass for the band. But I play bass for the band, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, the lead but my, bass. My, my, my joke is on uh, we've done an EP and an LP now. Yeah. And I have a little piano tinkering on one track on each one. It makes so a that, cameo each, so that, each that, that, That's going to be like my my thing, you know, like like Hitchcock showing up in his films. Like, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a little – any little tinkering piano you hear on any album is, is me. Yeah. yeah and do you, which do you prefer, bass or piano? Oh, guitar! I'm a guitar guy. You are. I do love piano, and I wish I could play. I mean, like Ben Folds is one of my heroes, yeah. one of my all-time favorite musicians. Um, but uh, I love. I would love to play piano more if I had all the, you know, time in the world. Sure. And but, did you uh, just pick up the bass and just 
basically start yeah, playing it? Bass, if you play guitar, bass is a, a pretty decent transition, you yeah. know? Um, but then it just becomes about learning the, learning the language of the bass and mastering it just like any other instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So transitioning wasn't too bad, but then you then you got to learn how to get good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can play the root note all day. Sure. You know, but that's usually considered kind of a shitty bassist. Like yeah. You get so what I like about bass is it's halfway between rhythm and lead guitar. Mm-hmm. So it's like my baby steps to yeah, lead right. guitar now because you got to do a little bit more. Sure. Yeah, and and it's, it's mostly one note stuff. There's, you know, you can, there's not really chords and bass too much. Sure. Um, so it's my, it's my halfway mark. So nice. I'm halfway to a lead guitar. <laughs> so we, <we'll> take... <laughs> I actually had somebody else playing, playing bass before Sean joined. How did that go? Uh, he wasn't a fan of it because he got moved to guitar. <laughs> and, and, I, and the way I kind of told him, I was like, well, he's my best friend. So <laughs> that's what Levi never told me that. I didn't know that. Are you serious? So I came into practice, and there's this guy on lead guitar, and yes, really doing. nice, really nice guy. Yeah. yeah. And but Levi never once told me like, hey, he was on bass. Oh, the guy who didn't even lead on. He did. He no. didn't. He was nice to you. Like I, I'm like I'm like Levi. Hey, I'll play. I didn't. I didn't think Levi had a bassist because the show I saw them, it was he. It was Levi it was, and a drummer. It was, just me it was and, a two piece. And, and the old drummer. So I didn't know he, Levi. Never Levi didn't once go like, oh, I already have a bassist. Like he never said that. And that's him over there. This, yeah. This probably guy, happens I, a lot too. Where I'm kind of short <laughs> on details. My mother's been giving me grief about this my entire life. This is how he treats the girls too. Oh, this is just no, a, come on. Let's not go there. <laughs> oh, let's go into that. Yeah. What's no, what's going no, on with that? No, what's happening? Just you are in a need to know basis. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no girlfriend, nothing. What's going on? No, no, no. I think I'm probably finally after a couple of years, finally at the point where it's like, okay, I, you know, all, all of my friends the last couple of years, a lot, a lot of my good friends, uh, Sean and, and a few others, uh, have you know gotten married and, and having kids, and so I spend a lot of time with them and their babies. So I, yeah. I've got some definite baby envy right now. Yeah, and uh, Levi just wants a baby. If he could do that without the the woman, do you think it's possible? Can we get that going somehow? I don't know. I, I'm I'm willing. I'm 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 definitely very willing to entertain having a family <laughs> and going. We've know. talked about the rent a baby concept before. Like Levi yeah. just wants to rent a baby. For a bit. <laughs> babies and dogs. Babysitting. Yeah. Omar babies. probably needs a date night if you want to. Yeah, yeah I'm right. I'm volunteering for babysitting. <laughs> Kill with two all birds with one stone. I so. mean, we get to go out to dinner or to lunch, and you get to walk around with a beautiful baby and yes. probably meet tons of girls. That's yes. what I'm saying. Yeah, They're incredible. That's a babies. win-win. Uh, yes, I'm a grieving widow. Oh, <laughs> just added on. There we go. Start with the lies. That's the... <laughs> All right, man. Well, you want to wrap up with a song? What do you guys? What? Yeah, so, sure. what are you guys going to play uh, at the next set? When? When is that again? Tell me again. As this Wednesday, Wednesday. Uh, November November ninth. November ninth, a day uh, after at the Trip election. Santa Monica. It's okay. it's called uh, Trip Tease Burlesque, opening for the Dollface Dame. So we will go on at eight thirty. I think it's. Three or five dollars to get in. Yeah. I think it's five dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we start at eight thirty. We play till about nine fifty, and then uh, the burlesque show starts. Which that's you... a long. That's a long set. It really yeah. is. Uh, is that your? I mean, is that typical? I like playing the longer, longer shows because I just I, I I come from the the Springsteen school of like let's just play for three or four hours. Yeah. And... Well, plus we 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 warm up in our set. So like yeah. I, I feel like we don't get really good till three or four songs. Anyways, <laughs> yes. Um, uh, no, no. Most shows are thirty to forty-five minutes. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we've played bar nights where like you it's have, like you three hours, three, like one hour hours. sets. Yeah. And those are exhausting. Yeah. They're a lot of fun. To Love do. it. A lot of fun to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's when you do a lot of covers. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, but yeah. So the, uh, this this uh, coming Wednesday night, I guess if you release it 
if this Monday. Gets released. Okay, it's going to be released on yeah, Monday. Yeah, it's perfect. So, uh, so Monday night, 8.30, trip Santa Monica. Wednesday night. Wednesday night. What did I say? Monday. Oh, sorry. Wednesday night. Wednesday. Night yeah. after the election. Got it. Uh, hopefully, you know, we will apocalypse. we will be in a good mood. <laughs> God, oh God, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, we'll lead off with the rapture. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll lead off with the rapture. That'll be good. <laughs> uh, All right, what are you guys gonna play? Uh, what have you well, got? Ooh, first of all, I think it's probably tune, but okay. uh, we'll play a song called "Fight On," so that you know, no, no matter what, uh, we all hold our head a little yeah. high and and, and carry on. Yeah, it's the second track on our album. It's country, which is out now everywhere. Digital services. Yeah, is that on iTunes? It's, it's on, on iTunes, iTunes. For sale or yeah. streaming. It's on all of them. Oh, you can nice. go. Uh, you know, for more information, you can go to our Facebook page. Or you go to levipetree.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sell the physical album at shows. That's it's uh, exclusively through us now. And we will we will mail it to you if you want. Just contact us. We can e- anybody can email us. Yeah, and I, I I do love it when people reach out and we try to send the, uh, you know, send it via snail mail. Get you a few other goodies in there, like we have t-shirts. And hey, let's do. Uh, would you guys be up for like a little discount for my listeners? Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Let's do, oh, let's yeah. put in a code. What do you? How do you do that? Do you know how to do that on your website? Just, if you just mention um, like L W A G, just just say the word genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just mention the podcast because we don't. It's not like we have an order form. Online. Yeah, right. Just okay. contact us directly. Just email us. Yeah. Uh, so just just mention the podcast and and we'll get we'll you know we'll send you we'll send you a bunch of stuff for super cheap. That's awesome. All right, man. All right, you might want to hit pause here while I tune. <laughs> I don't know. The tuning's pretty exciting. <laughs> this song that. That we're gonna do is uh, it's called Fight On. It's the the second song on the uh, on the new album, and yeah, I think since we're just kind of in the in the mode of of finding some hope right now, and uh, you know, keeping your your head held high through the through the struggles of everyday life, I guess, and hopefully make it through whatever's uh, whatever's coming our way in the next couple days and this is a country song this actually earns the title it's country it's a song with a lot of feeling (laughs) let's call call it that let's call it that By you marshes and West Texas skies, through Mexican deserts and Montana nights, bunched all my blessings and launched a grenade, determined to walk away from things I had loved and from those who love me, to loosen the grip of this predestiny. Searching for answers to the question why We're gifted only to die Yet we fight on Like soldiers at war As if it's an oath that we swore Fight on Defending the pain As if there were something to gain Making the most of a deck that's been stacked Crossing a border and being sent back Losing a child 
and turning to hope for reasons why we should cope with the weight of the world when you've outlived your dreams knowing you're stung overlooking the sting watching your dog as he runs towards his death but still in that last breath we fight on like soldiers at war as if it's an oath that we swore fight on defending the pain as if there were something to gain grasping for control over mind body and soul nowhere left to go of my daughter who's new to this world think of my sisters when they were just girls i failed as a brother made no difference lord give me another chance to right all the wrongs i have done in my day to live with the consequences i have made the bed it was mine and my hands bear the blood I ask before you judge. Let me fight on like soldiers at war who know what they're now fighting for. Fight on defending the pain cause we've all got something to gain. Oh, 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 That was Levi Petrie and Sean Novak of Levi Petrie and the Radio Publica. Very nice guys. I really like uh, Levi's voice. I think he's a great singer. He started late like I did in music, uh, playing the guitar in his 20s. And, uh, you know, I did the same with singing. So we have that in common. I like that. He's got a gusto about him. He's not afraid to try new things. Uh, I think you should all try new things. We should all try new things regularly, you know. You shouldn't be afraid to to go for it. So I guess that's the lesson for today. I really want to thank you all for listening. If you like the program, you like this episode, shoot me a dollar. Go to my website and hit donate. It takes about 10 seconds. All the money goes towards helping me produce this podcast. Also, I've got some exciting news about the podcast. I'm st still in the works. Uh, when it's made official, hopefully this week, I'll be able to announce it on the next episode. Uh, 
And until then, thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll see you next Monday. You like long walks and you wear clean pants. Genius. Get onto my show.